ever dreamed that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. And we are live. We're live. It's happening. Yeah. Welcome to the second edition of Brian and Kevin's Mad Libs podcast, Sleepover. <laughs> yeah, late night Saturday instead of a normal Sunday. I mean, we had yeah. Super Bowl Sunday, and then... Now we have Valentine's Day Valentine's Sunday. Sunday. Yes, Brian and I are both husbands, and thusly we must... I was going to say please our wives, but that sounded bad, so we must make our wives happy. We must make the wives happy. Yes, that is part but of the goal. I don't think either wife wants us to skip the podcast, but I think it just worked out better for us. Yeah. Just because you're going to have to make a lot of happy couples happy tomorrow yes. at work. So, Daddy's, um, Daddy's got a bartend out. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. it just worked <laughs> out that uh, that we would be doing this tonight. So, I mean, you're going to be hearing this Monday, um, but nothing from this podcast is going to change as far as we know because we're going to be covering the, the, the second half of the impeachment. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Brian and I came up with a cocktail for the impeachment. That'll be going live on our Instagram tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry. That's, tomorrow is Sunday, so you guys will see it by Monday. Yeah, you'll see it Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you're going to make it at the bar tomorrow. I'm, yes. I'm going to come film yes. it. And, yes. And film it on your phone because you do all the Insta-ing. Yeah. And I don't know how to Insta. We are trying to become world famous. We are going to be tagging AOC in it like crazy. Because Again. we want... we want Well, A... I think she's an incredible force in politics. And, and O, because we want to become famous, and C, because... <laughs> did I really say... I Do you did. know you said... Yeah, say, no, you led uh, me up to it, and I really appreciate that, yeah. because you know what? Bump set spike. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We should start a Mad Libs podcast volleyball team. It'd be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a volleyball league. It's only got two players, but, uh, you know. It would have to be indoor. I, I, yeah. I fear that if we were sand volleyball, there would be far too many harsh jokes sent my way. Yeah. Speaking of indoor, it's currently ne- uh, a real feel temperature of negative 22 degrees outside, and we are broadcasting from the beautiful... Uh, Brian's not, Garage Studios. Not so sunny Brian's Garage Studios. And we actually were joined once again by uh, Sassy Sally the Heater. <laughs> The hissing heater. Oh, she is a hissy little girl, but she is fantastic, and she keeps us warm. Yeah, she really does a nice job of that. You know, I I do want to take a second 
Um, two things. I want to shout out two listeners. Number one, Bender. He's uh, a former student of mine. And uh, I, I usually do first name then and leave out the last name, but I'm going with the last name with him just because, you know, I just think the the name Bender is so awesome. And, yes. you know, it gives me Futurama vibes. But uh, yeah, he was a great student of mine. He just started. I wanted to say it. Yeah, he started uh, listening to the podcast and, and getting involved uh, with the community. And then we had another listener, Christine Q, yes, who's been Christine. an avid listener that really pointed out something that was uh, we always accept constructive criticism yes. and, and all that. And she pointed out that we had made a slight of uh, showing uh, one of the lawyers for the defense team for Donald Trump in the yes. impeachment trial. Mr. Schoen. Yeah, he was uh, drinking water and covering his head, and, and, and I think we made a, I, a comment. Uh, oh, no, 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 Brian, don't take credit for it. You just laughed at my joke. Okay. I made a joke that his hairpiece was going to fall off. Yes. It's a Jewish tradition. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, and so, so we he know. wasn't wearing his yarmulke. Yes. Uh, and, you know, whether they're eating, praying, or drinking, um, they cover their head if they aren't wearing their yarmulke. And we didn't, we didn't realize he was observing um, Which, how, that Jewish practice. How freaking cool is that, that he's observing it while he's at, like, probably one of the biggest trials of his life? Yeah, and, and I mean... Credit to Christine for yes. calling that out so quickly. And for um, letting I, us know, because I love to learn. Yes. Uh, I do know there was some backlash. I found out from her that, like, there's backlash on Twitter and social yeah, media. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because other people were like, like, we made a, a passing comment and, and chuckled. But there were people that were, like, denigrating him and yeah, going after him. Which we would never do. No. And uh, she pointed that out. So we did want to make comment of that. We did want to acknowledge it. And, you know, sometimes... Uh, you make a comment that's a little off off key, uh, and we're not going to Gina Carano this. Like we're not going to lose our that's our good. place. We could we can always come back to that for another podcast. A, but you know, and that's a really great current reference, Brian. You know what? You are just always on point, my friend. Yeah. So I actually I was thinking, you know, maybe for one of the next podcasts, we go into a little bit of the cancel culture. What's right? What's wrong? You know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I know we've touched on it briefly, but uh, there's so much to cover with the impeachment and. We know we've we've gotten feedback. Some people are like, "Ah, oh, I know." Jason was like, "I can't take this shit anymore. I'm just yeah. going to wait for your podcast uh, to kind of untangle what's going on with the impeachment." And there's a lot. There's a lot going yeah. on. Day, days three and four were very busy, and then we got a vote, so we have a final result. Yes, uh, which we will talk about. Yes, but there shall be no peaches this evening. No. There, well, I mean, yes, they're out of season. They're just out like of season. Don, just How like Donald do Trump. You got peaches, though. I did get peaches. You're incredible. Yeah, well, you know. You must have a guy on the inside of the fruit trade. It's a... <laughs> you got a guy. You're hey, that guy that's got a listen, guy. Listen, I need some fucking guavas. What can you do? <laughs> Don't worry, I got a guy. <laughs> Actually, I think guavas might be in season. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but your guy knows. <laughs> I just don't want to fuck up twice in two podcasts. I messed up with the show and thing. And now if I start saying guavas are in season, people are going to go looking for them. I, all went, of our, I went to all of our. There were no guavas. <laughs> all of our 300 subscribers are going to be real pissed at me. <laughs> Which we are so grateful for all of you guys. Thank you so much. In all yeah. seriousness, we appreciate you. Yeah. Um, without you guys, you know, this, this would not be... Uh, this would not be possible, yeah. And yeah, uh, and, it's and, nice. And it's, I, it, I, I do have a call to action, though. Yeah, please. I, I think I would love to see this community get to 500 in like the next few months. That'd be great. 
And the only way that happens is with you guys. Is with the audience. So yeah. if you if if every one of our followers on Spotify, subscribers on Apple, told one other person and yeah. said, "Hey, follow and subscribe this," yeah. I mean, we get there really fast. You know, and we've really learned, especially in the last you know couple of days, that you can make any call of it to action and you're okay. Like you're not going to get in any trouble for it. That was deep. How proud are you of me right now? I'm so proud. Brian's real proud of me. Yeah. Um, that's what, and that's why we do this podcast, so I can make Brian proud. <laughs> <laughs> and piss him off a little yeah. bit. Which yeah, I'm you, probably going to do tonight. Yeah. It's going to happen. So, you know, let's, let's go chron- uh, chronologically. Let's, yeah, let's talk day three, yeah. which was essentially the, the prosecution. Right. Or no, the, the, the Trump defense and prosecution. I think it was prosecution... Trump defense and, and prosecution did their closing arguments today. Correct. Um, I I spent more time reanalyzing the closing arguments. I felt like today, okay, the closing arguments mm-hmm. were essentially, and I, now I'm thinking of it, it sounds silly, but it was very redundant, right? The closing yeah. arguments in general is just a recap, right? Yeah, and, and but it know, was I'm, like th- I'm glad you said that because I was l- literally going to make a comment. So I, I think that you're uh, well based in saying that. Yeah, and uh, I agree with you 100. percent So the first time we and the only time we will agree during this podcast today. So when we're when we're talking about it, I do want to acknowledge the big swing and a miss for the Dems today because in general, throughout this whole court case. And I know you, like you and I were talking, you were like, oh, well, it might be your bias showing a little bit, which it might be. But I favored the prosecution's arguments in general. I thought there was a logical tone. Um, They were able for me to connect the dots, dots that I didn't know needed connecting so much because I thought, well, hey, just focus on January 6th. I thought, you know, throughout the entire impeachment, they did a really good job of, you know, talking, talking about the rhetoric of Trump leading up to this stage, okay. whether it was about the fraud, whether it was about kind of violent tendencies, whether it was about supporting, you know, fringe alt-right groups and, and all that. And, and they really connected those dots for me. But, and I, and I know I was talking with Christine today a little bit about this as well. The big swing and a miss was let's get it approved that the Democrats can call witnesses. Right. And then yeah, you they to didn't about call yeah, yeah. any witnesses. What was the purpose behind that? Well, didn't it get voted down? No, it, it was it was actually going to happen. Okay. So they, it, I was following on the NY Times, and they actually okay. had this, like, uh, timeline of the breakdown, even okay. going so far back as last night, na- well, last night into early morning. Mm-hmm. As far as 3 a.m., the prosecution team was breaking down. Do we call witnesses? Do we not? Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, their um, discussion with Schumer this morning, right. blah, blah, blah. Because- and and what, what ended up happening was they had they had a, uh, a witness that they wanted to call. They definitely wanted to call one, and it was Jamie Herrera uh, Butler, I, I believe. And she's the representative that was close to McCarthy during the call. Yeah. Because um, McCarthy, McCarthy was the, and yeah, Trump. McCarthy was the big one, too, that they wanted to bring in. Yeah. So they wanted to kind of bring that to light about how Trump was kind of gleeful 
about what was happening right. in his so the, call to and McCarthy. The, yeah, and so the whole story there is that basically McCarthy contacted Trump directly via phone call um, and said, hey, you know, we need, we need help. We need you guys to, to, to do something, get somebody in here, stop what's going on. And uh, he said, you know, these are your supporters. And he said, um, again, this is not a direct quote. This is paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. But basically, um, well, it seems as though they are more behind me than you are. Yeah. So that was like the kind of the damning evidence there. Yeah. And, and I think it was interesting because I guess what had happened was they went to recess and essentially the prosecution and Trump defense team yeah. decided to not bring in witnesses, but allow that interaction to be acknowledged in the record. Right. So instead, instead of having Herrera Bueller uh, come and testi uh, testify, basically her statement was a, uh, um, brought into the court record and accepted as if she had testified. And that way it would have saved some time. Yeah. I see the heaters running out. Yeah. We need propane. Sorry. Um, I was looking over thinking that we were about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to explode. We're just going to be very cold this evening, yeah. but that is okay. Um, I think that was an interesting move on their part. I would have... I think the Dems gave too much credit to the fact that they would just take the testimony... Or not, the te not the testimony, rather, but like the actual like evidence for what it is. I think that having the actual people there um, testifying before um, the Senate or the jurors, if you will, yeah, would have been far better for the cause. I agree. I actually really agree with that. Um, and that's why I said, I think this was a big swing and a miss for the Democratic Party. Um, you were able to get the into a position where witnesses would be called right and i think there's something about witnesses that changed the dynamic certainly and what they were doing essentially days one two three four where both sides were just pointing out evidence and eventually it was like okay we've heard the evidence in your introduction right uh, whether or not this was constitutional yeah. blah 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 you guys like you know sat up there and in you know preached to your own choirs and then okay now we are hearing the evidence directly again and then the closing was going over the evidence and right. there wasn't this like let's interview the witnesses from both sides like you know the prosecution brings forth a witness and the defense rebuts it right, right you right. know you have that cross-examination so there was that kind of missing dynamic to uh, the the impeachment trial in general, which right. made the last day kind of anticlimactic in terms yeah. of, of the closing statements. You know, and it's inter interesting, too, that you brought up the fact that... Um, so you mentioned that the, the closing argument was repetitive, which makes sense, but um, I think that maybe more so for the defense... In general, I think that their arguments were very repetitive from one defense person to the next. Mm -hmm. um, and I did see that a little bit with the prosecution. Uh, not quite as much, but um, that's one thing that I found interesting, too. And I know that there is, there's something, um, and I'm going to draw a little bit. So for those of you uh, listeners that don't know, I do have a little bit of background in law. Um, I have my paralegal certificate. I would say that's a... a, a so I'm yeah. basically a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I know uh, I know Heidi listens to us a good amount, who's yeah. an actual really good lawyer. So yeah. I, I'm sure she and got actually, a chuckle out of that. Yeah, and you know what, Heidi? I would love to hear your input on this, especially. Ooh, yeah. I mean, sure. I want to hear all of our listeners' input, but like from someone who does practice law, like yeah. I think that would be really, really cool. And if you were ever interested in uh, doing a, a phone interview or something like that, I think that would be neat I mean, as well. If we can, there's we ever can, if there's ever an extraordinary yeah. things with everyday people, that, that would be, be really Heidi. neat. That'd be really neat. Um, yeah, I would love to get that kind of background. Um, but, um, I know there's like a whole idea of like, kind of like hammering home your point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is our main argument. We're going to, you know, really take it home by showing it several times. The defense did a fucking phenomenal job if that was their goal. Um, because they played like a fucking 30 minute video. It felt like of just people saying like. Fight, 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 fight. Fight like hell, fight like hell, fight, fight like fight. hell, fight like hell. Everyone fight, everyone fight. Um, it was definitely some sort of like subliminal messaging. There's going to be a ton of fist fights in the next six days. <laughs> <laughs> so here's where Brian and I, I think, are going to be... In disagreement. In disagreement, for sure. Um, I think that the defense did a very solid job of kind of combating what the prosecution had said and done and the video clips that they have used. And Brian, if you want to delve more into the prosecution, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, but, um, but I, I, I do. I think the defense did a good job. I think that they brought up the right points for their argument. Um, in some cases, you know what I mean? Like the un- unconstitutionality of it, obviously you can't really fight because the Senate agreed on it it's mm-hmm. constitutional yeah you can impeach him they can't argue they they shouldn't have argued the fact that like this isn't constitutional um and that whole argument was basically that um you can't impeach a person who is no longer a sitting right. member of right. the, you know a presidency or um uh, the judicial branch or whatever um because the whole idea of it is to remove that person from office um he has already been removed by office. I know that Trump was pretty pissed because his legal team said uh, the people had already done that for him, basically. So, gosh, there's so much there. Um, yeah, we got time, Brian. So yeah. Take your time. I guess I wanted to, to bring something up to you. Mm-hmm. Is like, first off, we have to be able to hold people responsible and like a lame duck president can't just do whatever the, the hell they want and not face any repercussions, which I, I know you're in agreement. Agreed. With, so. Yeah. <clears throat> but like all those Republicans declaring like this is not constitutional because he's no longer in office. Then why the hell was Hillary Clinton brought in when she was no longer in office about Benghazi? She sat Great for point. 11 hours and testified into which they didn't have anything on her. Literally, the Republican led committee said yeah she there's no wrongdoing here she sat there for 11 hours and testified before congress why did they for so long and that was the trump you know battering ram during the 2016 election all he did was you know the lock her up chance was like one of the the calling cards of the trump campaign so That's I, a very I, interesting point. I'm, I'm very glad you're bringing this up. Yeah, because like she was the secretary of state. She no longer was. And that's when they brought her in for Benghazi. So the constitutionality argument for me with that. But was that an impeachment? Per- huh? Was that an impeachment? It was an investigation. 
but it wasn't like an so, impeachment though, so it no, is different. I, it is different. But like, what was the purpose then? Because you can't you can't hold someone responsible. The precedent was you can't hold someone of the executive office responsible, like with Watergate and Nixon, right? You can't go back and then like charge him as a private citizen for something they did in the executive office. Well, the big thing with Nixon too was, um, and this got brought up a lot, um, not necessarily in the trial, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, in 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 the different news cycles and everything like that was that. Um, you can't resign your way out of yes. impeachment. Yes. But I will say, I think the Benghazi thing is a great example, but... It is different. It is, uh, and it, I'll acknowledge it, it because it wasn't bit, an little, official p- yeah, impeachment. A, a, a little bit too different for me because you're dealing with two different things. You're trying to remove somebody from office versus charge somebody for a crime that they've committed. Well, you're trying to charge D- Donald Trump as well. So that's what I'm saying is like it wasn't a, an official impeachment proceeding. It was mm-hmm. an, essentially the investigation process that would lead to a possible quote unquote impeachment. Now, right. that that's just my thing is like these Republicans were saying, oh, well, you can't do this. It's unconstitutional. Then why did they even bother bringing in Hillary Clinton? But right. let me go back to the prosecution. Um, one thing that I thought was very, very poignant. And then the Trump defense in their closing remarks actually said, oh, this is you know, too much of a stretch, but for me, it really resonated was, I think it was Raskin, um, which okay. Raskin and Nagus were just superstars during this impeachment trial. Nagus was the uh, black gentleman from Colorado. Raskin was the, I think uh, Nagus white was far better than Raskin. Uh, far yes. Better. Well, I wouldn't say far better. I think he was better, but, but here nor there like he definitely did his homework and oh did a great job and i'll get back to him because of the the well i want to save that because it's kind of go on funny. yeah you're fine anyways <laughs> um the i think it was uh raskin that brought this up the idea of arson and when yes, you're lighting yeah, a fire yeah. what do you do after that fire is lit do you sit there and do nothing do you put water on it or do you put gasoline on it and how you react after that fire is started mm-hmm. is how they kind of judge what you did wrong. Right. And I think that was a very... The severity of, to which you're, you're punished. Right. And I think with Donald Trump, he not only did nothing, he didn't try to put it out. He didn't come out and say, guys, 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 no, 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 well, no, no, stop, he stop. he did, but the timing was off. No, he didn't. He did, he did came, he, he came out and he, his, his quote was like... Um, leave peacefully or whatever yeah but he said he see here's the thing is and 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 michael cohen brought this up his former defense attorney Mm -hmm. donald trump does things in a way where he can command people to do things without directly saying things in a very manson-esque way he can tell people Slowly but surely, little little droplets of information and slowly. And that's like what this whole thing is. It's like connecting these dots all the way. And what he can do is say, hey, we need to fight like hell. We need to do this. We've been stolen. You're, you're, you're priming the pump, right? We, this has been stolen from us. Democracy is at hand. You know, this is we could lose our country. Yeah. And in these people who, in general, 
not all, but some are very militant. The 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 neo Nazis, the Proud Boys, and some of these you know three percenters, the militia groups that you know try to. Yeah, it's another group. Is it? I've never heard. Yeah. Sorry. Um, or or like you know the militia who went after uh, Whitmer in in Michigan, like those groups that he's been somewhat praising throughout. Oh, they're very fine people. He didn't speak out against the Whitmer abduction attempt and all of these things. <clears throat> stand back, stand by. These little you know breadcrumbs that he's been leaving down the path is what I think was they were trying to do is connect these dots. And once the fire happened, what did he do? He supposedly hours. supposedly he was very gleeful about it according to this McCarthy call, but we don't but what we will say is he did not demonstrably come out and condemn the behavior. And that's what a president needed to do. He was and this is something McConnell said, he was derelict of his duties. He did not do what he was sworn to an oath to uphold. Now, McConnell will get to him later, but that's that was a very poignant thing for me is like the arson um, analogy mm-hmm. where what do you do when that fire is lit? Yeah. And what becomes arson is like, well, you're pouring the gasoline on it, right? You're not, oh shit, this is a fire. Oh my God, I did something wrong. Like, oh, right. I'm just playing in my backyard. I'm a kid. Like, oh, tell someone, oh, pour mm-hmm. some water on it. No, 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 no. Either he did nothing or he even went so far as to douse it in gasoline and say, we're going to Capitol Hill. Yeah. Here's where I think the defense comes in strong to your points. Sure. Uh, first of all, and I'm, I'm just going to try to go in chronicle, chronological order based off of what you said. So um, the not denouncing, um, I don't want to say the Proud Boys, but like white supremacists. So one thing that the defense did really well was they did they did show the videos of him denouncing they showed the full clip of the Charlottesville mm-hmm. where he said you know because the you said the fine people on both sides of the mm-hmm. aisle mm-hmm. he did go on to elaborate on that and he did denounce white supremacists and neo Nazis mm-hmm. and so that was a solid I think that was a solid check mark for the for the defense um, next thing the not you know trying to um, put out the fire i'll stick with your arson thing because mm-hmm. i do i i raskins I, and i'm not and it, well i'm well, yeah. sorry sorry yeah but your point which was raskins point yeah yes 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 <laughs> um i would love to take credit for it i'll let you know i'm just kidding <laughs> i'll allow it um the other thing is i so it's hard to show that he did not try to get or to, to put out the fire because again this is a timing thing for me so something I should make clear now before we get too much further. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the way that Trump handled January 6th was right. Right. I think that he did not. I, I think that dereliction of duty is, is probably a better charge uh, for the prosecution here. Because, than inciting insurrection. Exactly, okay. yes. Um, because I think uh, – I, well, I, hold on. Let me state my point here because um, there's a lot to unpack here, I guess. But um, I think that he did – you can show that he tried to put out the fire when he said, everyone leave peacefully. Da, 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 da. Um, so there's that point. Next, I will say that um, I think with the video clips that the defense used, 
they really show what were they did a good job of trying to show i'm trying to choose my words very carefully here um that he always called for peaceful protests and they did a great job of stringing together videos of him saying that um and then the, the last thing that i'll say here before i let you jump in because i can see you over there uh ready, jumping at the bit ready to boil <laughs> over um is that they did a good a really good job in my mind okay of showing the way that the prosecution chopped up the and I, I say this lightly, chopped up the footage to suit their narrative mm-hmm. um, by f- playing the full clips. Now, again, one thing I'll say before you jump in, because I know you're going to probably say this, is I know that the defense also edited the clips to their liking as yes. well. But they did a great job of kind of not necessarily nullifying, but maybe playing down what the prosecution had done. Absolutely. Go ahead, Brian. No. So I will get, I'm, I'm take her away. I'm, <laughs> I'm still stuck on the prosecution. So we, we might go a little long on this one because, um, what I also wanted to bring up was Nagus really focused on going back to the, the three things, Re, the main line of the prosecution was the three elements to this incitement and it was the big lie the stop to steal and the fight like hell and i think they did a really nice job yeah the the first day of the trump defense they had the fight like hell with klobuchar and bernie sanders saying and all these other things they went back and said context is and how dare they fucking bring grandpa bernie (laughs) what i will say is they did a good job of going back and saying context is everything. When you're saying we're going to fight like hell for the minimum wage, or we're going to fight like hell to get, you know, paternal, like uh, maternity leave protections and, and whatever. I think it was Klobuchar was going for. And I know Bernie was like minimum wage and blah, blah, blah. Versus we're going to fight like hell to save democracy and protect this, you know, our free elections and stuff like that. Now I'm going to pause you for a second. Okay. Only because wasn't um, Biden's big thing like fight for America or something along those lines? We have to fight like hell to save this country. Oh, uh, I'm fairly certain on that yeah, one. Maybe. I could be wrong. Listeners, chime in. Yeah. Um, what I will say is when it comes to being very demonstrative, because the, the defense also brought up the idea of the Biden-Harris campaign, you know, helped bail out the rioters of the BLM movement in the summer. Biden and Harris both immediately said, rioting is not okay. Protesting is okay. And that is what this fund is for because people were getting arrested without having the proper evidence. They were being detained unlawfully. But that was a strong – and again, I'm not defending it. I'm simply pointing out – Right. I'm pretending pretending to be a juror here. Right. So like by saying something like they bailed out the people that were arrested during the rioting for the BLM things. Yes. So so what I will say is I'm going to go back to the prosecution one more time. Um, the defense had these, well, actually I should say, I'm going to talk about the defense real quick before getting to the prosecution again, the defense for me. And I texted you this earlier, kept throwing shit at a wall and hoping it would stick. They had nine different defenses, right? It was 
well, he's protected on the First Amendment. Well, he should get more leeway because he's the president um, under the First Amendment because he, you know, he has different responsibilities. He didn't say anything incendiary. It wasn't an insurrection. It was an insurrection, but he wasn't in charge of it. This was going to happen regardless. Antifa did it. These were all defenses that they used. Did they say Antifa yes. did it or did they say that? Um... Vanderveen did say it was Antifa. Oh, okay, okay. On one day, I think it was Castor said Antifa did it. And then Vanderveen um, implicated left and right. It was both sides were a part of this. That's absolutely. Yes, I remember baseless. that argument. Yeah. Yeah. So it was absolutely baseless in in its in its argument. So, but then th- one was, was it one of the guys that they arrested, like one of the leaders of uh, of an Antifa branch. And I know you say that Antifa is not a group. There's... No, not to my knowledge. This is that is complete rumor mill, from what I've heard. From what I've looked at, I don't have the the court records or the prison or the yeah. you know arrest records. I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? Like I, I do believe that there are people from all walks of life that um, engage in these things. But okay, no, it's, that, that yeah. I was just asking. So yeah, so another thing that they did was the defense started talking about how you can't charge a private citizen, mm-hmm. um, but. Yes, the, you can. the precedent. I think Nagus really laid out that the precedent was there, where you 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 don't charge them as a private citizen; you hold them responsible in office. Mm-hmm. Um, another argument that the defense was making that I think the prosecution handled very well was this idea of due process wasn't being taken care of properly. Um, and in Nagus, I think it was Nagus laid it out perfectly. He's like, the defense has counsel, right? They've, they've been allowed to present their evidence. They've seen the evidence from the prosecution. And then Trump was invited to testify, mm-hmm. and he declined. So he had a right to testify on his own behalf. Yeah. He had counsel. He had evidence. Mm-hmm. He had time to build a case. Um, so with that in mind, due process was upheld. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a really key argument for the defense that they even harped on during the closing arguments. And it's like the prosecution allowed for due a process. A good argument or a bad argument? What do you mean? The due process. Oh, I think I think it was it was a faithless argument on the okay, defense side. Okay. Like it just so a bad argument. It did, yeah, it didn't work out well. Um, and here's where I wanted to bring up McConnell. This was where Nagus, where you're like, oh, I think he was like even way better than Raskin. This might be the reason why I agree he was the superstar of the Democrat or the prosecution side. He brought up the idea. <clears throat> That it's not about partisan, bipartisan. It's about doing what's right. Mm-hmm. And he brought up a 1986 effort to override a veto that Reagan did. And mm-hmm. so the the veto was um, Congress had passed sanctions against South America or South Africa mm. because of the apartheid issue. Yeah. And Reagan said, no, 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 no. We're, we're vetoing. We're, ve- <laughs> we're vetoing. That's one of my, I'm sorry. That's one of my favorite scenes. Go on. We're vetoing that. Uh-huh. And uh, Congress worked to overturn it. And yeah. it was a bipartisan effort. Mm-hmm. And he said, one Republican and one Democrat are in here that were actually a part of yeah. that overturning that veto because it was what's right. Mm-hmm. They might have lost political points because they were doing something bipartisan, but it didn't matter. Yeah. They did what was right. One of those people was a first-term senator from Kentucky. It was Mitch McConnell. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it was Mitch McConnell. Oh, and at Mitchie. that point, I was like, ooh, that was so brilliant of Nagus to say, yeah. it's not about politics. Yeah. It's not about partisanship. Yeah. It's about doing what's right for this country. Now, McConnell voted 
not guilty. He did, yes. However, in his statements after the court case, he said Donald Trump absolutely incited that violence. He had control of that mob. He is responsible for it. This trial was unconstitutional, which bugs me. Yeah. Because they voted on it. Yeah. And his parliamentary, like, you know, record would say it is constitutional. You don't get to say it's not because it was voted on. Yeah. And then you're saying he absolutely was accountable. It was his fault. So for me, that was a big, big issue with the Republican Party. Whereas the senator from, I believe it's North Carolina, Burr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said it was unconstitutional. He voted against the constitutionality in the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. And he said, the Senate voted. It is constitutional. Yeah. So I have to go in as a unbiased juror yep. and do what's right. I didn't think it was constitutional. It's been voted that it is. I have to vote according to that record. Right. And he voted guilty yep. because he said, absolutely, Donald Trump did the wrong thing. Classic Burr move. <laughs> So I thought that run, was so... Run as, run as a Democratic-Republican when you're not a Democratic-Republican. <laughs> so I thought that was so poignant for for Nagus to bring that up and yeah. then McConnell to actually say the right things, but yeah. he voted wrong. Like, you didn't vote your conscience. Now, one last thing as a criticism before I get to the defense, and, and, and we can both talk a little bit more about yeah. that. Yeah, and maybe let Kevin talk. <laughs> Just kidding, good <laughs> The thing that bugged me is in what trial, what fair trial, and obviously everyone's going to have their biases mm-hmm. here, right? Yeah. But in what fair trial would 15% of the jurors not be present for an entire day's worth? Yeah. Or on the last day during the closing arguments, 10% of them not be present? I can answer that question. Zero. Okay. Zero. Okay. Zero. And that um, was the case. And I do want to bring up just to, and I apologize. I don't no. mean to keep interjecting, but um, this is your podcast too. I'm sorry, I'm dominating and like taking all the talk time. Please go. Well, that's because one of us is an independent and like you know has some reasonable reasonable sense of uh, <laughs> unbiases. <laughs> <laughs> unbiases, I love it. Is that a word? That's a word, right? Uh, I don't believe so. God damn it. This is just like when I was trying to bet you on the the final odds of the voting for the impeachment. (laughs) Brian and I made a bet today, and uh, whoever lost had to buy the energy drinks, and so I made a bet that... No, whoever lost... Bought the energy drinks. No, whoever won bought the energy drinks. No, it was whoever lost, because that's why I I bet numbers that didn't make sense. I think I I called for like 112 You said 58.35, and I was like... No, no, 58.55. Yeah, 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 yeah. I called for 103 <laughs> senators. <laughs> and you're like, are you okay? It's like, it's... Are you having a stroke right now? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, if I give you wrong numbers, I lose and I have to pick up the energy drinks. Oh my Anyways, um, I do want to point out the fact that um, y- you brought up a good point there without meaning to bring up a good point. One thing that I think that both sides did well, but the defense did better, was taking people that were involved with the trial and showing them doing something similar in the past. So yeah, that was, that was, that was, yeah. Yeah. So so McConnell, you know, you know, doing the bipartisanship. Okay. And now on the, the case of the defense, the fight like hell, the fight like hell, 
um, and also the questioning the election. So you have the 2016 footage of Raskin and of... Um, yeah, fair. Yeah. Definitely fair. Yeah, they, so, they, they, again, they, again, they were very uh, precise with picking people that were either involved yeah. directly with the court case yeah. or who have become the like a Klobuchar, a Bernie Sanders, yeah. etc., yeah. yeah. who either set fire like hell or questioned you yeah. know the election results of twenty. And like I said, the Absolutely. only per- the only person I had a problem with was Bernie Sanders. I don't know why, but I feel the the need to defend him right now, and it's probably because of the whole like stimulus and like he really is like he is a champion of the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so and, and, and an actual politician that can say that he's stood by the same thing for fucking eighty nine years. <laughs> what is he like two hundred now? He's real old. <laughs> he's got to get. He's getting ready to retire. He was actually the messenger boy that carried the Constitution. I knew it. during the ratification yeah. process, yeah. state by state. It wasn't actually Paul Revere that said the British were coming. It was actually Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could do his like New England accent, but I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to try because right yeah, I was, now. I, yeah, I, I, I wanted to, but like I'm like, no. I know. We're 40 <laughs> minutes into this. I'm not oh going to ruin it right I'm not now. Even gonna try. Okay. No, we got the Brian, 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 Brian. We can talk about this again. I know. I know. So so let me go a little bit into the defense. I talked about a big swing in the miss for the, for the prosecution with not calling witnesses after getting the right. approval. They had the, the defense had some really big swings and misses too. I do agree. Their video presentation really resonated well with the jurors. I mean, so here's the thing. They were fighting a downhill battle. They were at the top of the hill. They had the advantage. Yeah. The the defense did? Yes. A, they came in knowing that they're probably going to win because there were several... Yeah. Senators who said before the trial started, like, I'm voting to acquit. Yeah. So there are, and I'm jumping in only because I yeah. want to say this. When you, when a trial is about to start, I don't know if you guys have ever been called for jury duty, but when you get called for jury duty, there are people who specialize in picking a jury. <laughs> and they pick people that, um, you know, they say because they want unbiased people, people who don't have any involvement. A jury of your yeah. peers. And yeah. Yeah. A fair and free so, trial. The defense went into this knowing, like, well, shit, like, anybody can argue whatever they want. The Republicans, for the most part, other than, like, Rami, are going to vote to acquit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the Democrats are all going to vote that he's guilty. Was Actually, was there any Democrat that voted not, voted no. not guilty? No, it was yeah. 50. Okay. Um, no, that was my whole point. Oh, yeah, so, well, in another aspect is whether you're Republican or Democrat, mm-hmm. if you're fighting on the prosecution side, you yeah. have to not only get a majority, you have right. to get the, the two thirds majority. Correct. So you had to win 67 of the senators. Now right. you could say, well, I know the Democrats are going to all vote a certain way, yeah. 50. And I have maybe some of these possible on the fence senators, which yeah. we'll talk about in the final vote or yeah, Republican senators. It's okay. We got your back. <clears throat> But essentially, even if you want every single Democrat, you had to win 17 Republican senators, and you were already coming in with several saying, I'm voting to acquit a Hawley, a Cruz. I'm going to acquit. It doesn't yeah. matter what they say. And you could see, um, you know, when you hear about the body language mm-hmm. of someone like uh, a Hawley, who is just like feet up on the chair, like did not give a shit. 
yeah. about this impeachment trial. Yeah, douchebag. Yeah. I'll so, say it. <laughs> I'm the only one on this podcast fucking calling people out. So Brian's very politically correct. <laughs> I am an asshole. So, so we have this element of mm-hmm. they're coming in against, you know, the case is stacked against them. In right. here nor there. They, they knew that going in. Yeah. But um, I, I, I thought the defense, you know, knowing this kind mm-hmm. of, they didn't, they didn't present as strong a case as I thought they would have, even knowing this. Now, in their defense, they had what? eight, seven, eight days to plan the entire defense, take over for this defense team that Trump fired. Right. And then adjust and blah, blah, blah. Um, what I will say is they really missed on a couple of things. First off, Castor, um, Castor said there was no insurrection, right? Mm-hmm. This was not an insurrection. This was, you know, people fighting for what they believed in, but they weren't trying to upset, you know, the was, democratic uh, it process. Was, it was almost like a Nancy Pelosi thing. Like people will just do what people Yeah, are they were just do. doing yeah. They're just gonna do However, what they're gonna do. Vanderveen mm. today was like, we know this was an insurrection. Right, right. You know, no one is arguing that. It's like, well yes, your your own defense team argued that yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So so that that disconnect was very, very apparent. Um I did not like the comparison of the BLM movement, which had some rioting versus something like this, because Mm. the basis, the foundational cause between the two is very, very different. And, and mm -hmm. the way they were handled was very, very different. Whether it was national guard getting called in right away, you know, all of these things, the moment it escalated, the national guard was called in. You know, when the rioting started, yeah. boom, National Guard showed up and it, it quelled. Now, two things here, or maybe a couple of things. I'm not going to count. I'm not going to give you a number because it may be a thousand things. Um, one thing is, wasn't it the, uh, was it the, is the mayor of Washington, D.C. or the governor? So, so yeah, no, it's the mayor of D.C. It is the mayor. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, didn't they, weren't they the one who said like, to not bring in the no. National Guard? No, they asked. That, that's what the, de- it's the that's department said. It's the Department of Defense, the Secretary of Defense. Okay. So the acting... Because I want to clarify that, too, because that got brought up during the, the yes. trial. Yes. Um, so the other thing is, too, I don't think it is... I'm going to be hung for this, but... Um... By the gallows at the Capitol Hill insurrection? Yes. They yeah. brought? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess if I'm getting hung by a dude in a fucking, like, uh, buffalo yeah, yeah, skin, yeah. it's going to be, you know, whatever. That's yeah. the way to go. Well, okay, so what's, the, what's, <laughs> what's your point before I drag you way too far off the top? No, 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 you're not going to. It's okay. We're already 46 minutes into this, Brian. It's going to keep going. Um, I, I think that it is a fair comparison because you were talking about, now, the BLM movements, you made a great point, that, and you were exactly right. There was just cause behind them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, when people were looting and rioting, it was wrong. Yes. You okay. Yes. We can agree on that. I hope everyone can agree on that. Um. I guess you can compare. It's comparable, and fairly comparable. You know what I mean? Here are some people, and I'm only trying to do my very, very best to defend people for their thoughts and beliefs because I, I think that everyone deserves that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
these people were led to believe that the election was stolen, mm-hmm. that they were losing their country. Yes. And here's where you know, shit's going to get crazy with what I'm going to say, but um, they were led to believe something. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so they did what they thought they had to do. Correct. To get the result that they wanted. Correct. And so I, that is why I think the comparison is far or fair between the BLM thing. Sure. And what happened at Capitol Hill. Now, I don't agree with either. So can I take one step back? No, you can take one half of a step back. That is all I'm giving you. You said yes. these people yes. were led to believe yes. that the election was false. Yes. Brian, you're picking far- up what I'm putting down. Uh, Just yeah. fucking say it. No, no, no. Go on. The election was a fraud. Yeah. Their their country was being stolen from yeah. them. Who led them to believe that? Hey, just want to let you know. Fucking senators. No. Represent- no, no, no. Listen, no. Listen, Brian. Listen. Let me finish. Let me finish. Senators. House members, I could have been your fucking prosecution because I just fucking knocked this shit out of the park. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Yes. Michael Scott style bitch. But but here's the thing. And that's that's what the that's what the and prosecution. That, and that's why I said do. that's why I said shit's gonna get crazy with what I'm about to say right now. Yeah. Cause I I, I mean that one hundred percent. All you had to do was go through that avenue, make that comparison. But that, that's what that's what they did. Well, not well enough, Brian. Um, I think that that could have been brought out even more. Also, I think that they could have had an actual jury that wasn't made up of people with a bunch of political leanings and felt like they had to like vote one way or the other. Because, I mean, part of me says that maybe you can't find the direct language that Trump said that links him directly. You know what I mean? Maybe that's like the missing fingerprint. Um, but see, here's the thing. Here's sorry. here's the thing with that. Sorry, I was thinking, but go ahead. Well, I want you to collect your no, thoughts. No, no, it's fine. <clears throat> so here's the thing. Is they connected those dots through all of the tweets, through all of the responses to the tweets. And this is like, when we mm-hmm. go back to the arson, right? This the, is where we need Heidi, because I think, I personally think the argument was somewhat thin, the way that they represented it. So I want this. Sh- Heidi, you got to fucking help. Help. So I here, want to know your thoughts. Here is the key ingredient for me is they not the 37 only, herbs and spices. They not only talked about Donald Trump's tweets. Mm-hmm. They talked about yeah. the responses he was getting to those tweets and the retweets that he had from those. So he acknowledged mm-hmm. The response yeah. from them. He acknowledged the Marjorie Taylor Greens mm-hmm. and like helped campaign for them and said, Hey, she's right. I'm going to help her. You're I'm going pro- to I'm going to help, you know, a Purdue mm-hmm. or a per, like these people who yeah. said, Yes, the election fraud is real, who stoked those flames. Yeah. So they made those connections. I don't know how much more they could have connected those for everyone to like. Now, here's the thing. This is the overarching aspect of what the defense was by having all of these different elements. Usually a defense is like, 
you know, they go with the other person defense mm-hmm. or they say the DNA isn't accurate or yeah. this eyewitness testimony. Mm-hmm. Like, they focus on one thing. Yeah. By having Antifa did it, by having First Amendment, by having the, the unconstitutionality of the entire, they gave every single senator that was just searching for one thing that they could hang their mm-hmm. hat on. They gave everyone at least something, and and that's what like a McConnell did. Mm-hmm. Yes, Donald Trump is responsible. He did this. He was derelict of his duties. He he antagonized the mob. He directed them mm-hmm. and said, "We're going to Capitol Hill." So he had this mob environment. He gave the direction to where they were going. Yeah, you know, he did this. He did that. But the, it's unconstitutional. Other people are like, "Well, no, it's his First Amendment rights." Or no. so he, their defense was just. As long as they could give these Republicans something to take back and say, oh, well, you know, it's unconstitutional. <clears throat> it's, it's, that's, it's, that's the re- it's the reasonable doubt thing. But well, in, in a normal jury trial, it's beyond a reasonable doubt, depending on what it is. But here's the thing is like they didn't have a reasonable doubt for any of that. No, I understand. I was making a comparison. Oh, yeah. Between yeah, yeah. Like no, that's making fair. anything any any shit that'll stick to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And, and that's the problem. Like you said, well, it would have been nice to have an impartial juror. Even you know that's mm-hmm. that's the thing here. I don't it's think like the senators, Democrats, or or Republicans. Yeah. it's so hyper partisan. Yes. in Washington. Yes. Whereas when when Nixon was, you know, essentially forced to resign, yeah. it was the Republicans, his own party, saying it's over. You need to get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. There should have been more Republicans. Now there were some. Mm-hmm. A Ben Sass, Ben Sass has imp- impressed me a, a tremendous amount, um, more so than a Romney or whatever. Because you know Romney's probably secure. I mean, you know all that, and you know um, Burr is on his mm-hmm. way out. He said, hey, "I'm not running for re-election mm-hmm. long before this." You know, Sass has said, you know, he's a young man. In the Republican Party, in a in a relatively red state, that was very very pro Trump, mm-hmm. and he said, "I swore an oath, and I told you I would not always do the partisan thing. I would do the best thing for my constituents mm-hmm. in the country." And he stepped up and did the right thing. Um, so so with that in mind, I do think you know the defense did, I guess, a good job of basically saying on a silver platter, here here are. And all of any of right. take this buffet of reasoning, you know, there's no real depth. It's like right. going to, you know, old country buffet or golden corral back in the day. I knew exactly where you're going. There, <laughs> there was not a high quality right, food, yeah, yeah. There's but there's a little quantity. bit of everything. There's a quantity. Yeah. Take whatever you want. It's cheap. Yeah. It's easy. Take it. Yeah. There was no real depth. There, there was no filet mignon. Right. Now, the other thing about that. That is very disturbing to me. I said, oh, 15% of the jurors weren't there on day three and 10% weren't there on day four until it was time to vote. Mm -hmm. Another aspect that is very, very um, disenfranchising for Mm -hmm. me is the fact that I think it was was Lindsey Graham. uh, I want to say it was Mike Lee. There's one other. uh, Ted Cruz. Yeah. Met with the defense counsel. Where does a jury get to meet meet with the defense counsel? Yep. During a, a court case. So this was very, very frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it had a very good impact on, or a, a very detrimental impact on the um, validity of this impeachment trial. So while Donald Trump, you know, is quote unquote exonerated or he's acquitted, um, 
there, there, it's almost like a Barry Bonds home run record. It, there's an asterisk by this, mm-hmm. right? Because the fact that there was so much manipulation going on is is very, very scary to me. And do you it, think? Go ahead. Do you think the manipulation was one sided, or do you think there was manipulation on both sides? No, I think there was. Well, I mean, it, okay. So and, and I want you to be honest I, here. I want you before, to be honest before here. I answer that. Can you? Because I'm because I'm baiting. I'm baiting you here. Yeah. Where Where do you? trying to take and anything anything in defense anything in the prosecution obviously there was baiting in the defense it happens in the defense all the time well i mean was there anything on the prosecution that seemed awry to me i i don't see anything where you know i could think i i know there were procedural discussions on both sides but other than that I do not see them meeting. No, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying meeting with the jurors. Yeah. I'm saying was there any sort of manipulation on both sides? Well, I mean you're you're well, yeah, both sides. I mean that's you're trying to manipulate them into thinking your way, mm-hmm. right? That's any debate. That's you and I discussing gun laws or whatever, right? We're trying to argue we something. We haven't done it yet. Yeah, but we're trying to argue hear something. It, let we're, us know. We're trying to argue something back and forth. We're trying to state as much of our case as possible, and it's not manipulative. I think that's just trying to have a, a a fair and free argument, which this essentially is. A trial is a fair and free argument between two sides. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, is the jury was very, very biased on both sides. both sides. But boom, I led but, you. Into it. I led you into it. But one side had bipartisanship; right. the other didn't. Mm. Right. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so when we go over the final tally, we have some Republicans on one side. Yeah. And then some Republicans and Democrats on yeah. the other. So okay. um, finishing up uh, the defense here, um, I thought at the very end, it was Vanderveen, his closing arguments. I got very frustrated with the idea that he started almost parroting Donald Trump arguments. <laughs> You know what's really funny, too, and if I may? Yeah. I liked when the defense was using quotes from Donald Trump, and they had to read it. And they, like, as they were reading it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's unreadable. Yeah. It's not, like, (laughs) it's not real statements. And then at some points, they even started sounding like him as they said it. Okay, sorry. No, no, you're absolutely right. I just want to, levity, levity. Yeah. Um, Oh, shoot. I also wanted to bring up... How many times was the defense going to bring up Brandenburg v. Ohio and misrepresent it? And they even quoted it properly because they said they that where could the prosecution point mm-hmm. to Donald Trump explicitly saying that he wanted this to happen, but then also quoted the other aspect of it that it could be implicit as well. Mm-hmm. You don't have to explicitly say something. You can imply it. Lawyering is hard. Right. So the question is, is why do you keep saying that it could also be implicit? Why do you keep bringing up this court case, right? Right. Not to mention, the irony shouldn't, shouldn't be you know, disregarded here. Yeah. That court case was essentially defending the free speech of people like in the KKK. <laughs> like, listen... They can say the N-word or that they hate Jews 
as long as they say we're not going to kill Jews, then it's okay. And I would not be hating on the Jews right now, especially because they have a space laser. <laughs> According to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. So <clears throat> with that in mind, mm-hmm. you know, the idea is, you know, Donald Trump didn't explicitly say it. But the whole defense was saying it was implied throughout right. all of these tweets and mm-hmm. this rhetoric and the big lie. And the prosecution. Stop the steal. Yeah. yeah, sorry. The the stop stop the or the big lie of the election fraud. Stop the steal. Fight like hell. Like it yeah. all led to that. So it was this implied language, yeah. and that is part of Brandon v Ohio or Brandenburg v, v Ohio. So that kind of bugged me. It's like they kept quoting this, and it's like you guys are misunderstanding. This whole precedent. Or, or perhaps misrepresenting. Misrepresenting. Um, and then they started talking about like the fake news. Like the defense fabricated mm-hmm. things. Like they brought in these posters of the tweets and like they were fabricated. They had to recreate them because Twitter took down all of Donald Trump's tweets. Yeah, I missed So you that couldn't part. access them. I, I, I did catch like the whole thing where they caught Raskin. Uh, fabricating his photo. Did so, you catch that part or no? Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, is like when they when they blew these things up, right? They had to re. So they he's like, oh, they went on the NY Times and blah blah. Yeah, they were going to the NY Times to pull up the mm-hmm. tweet yeah. because it had the snapshot of the tweet. And then you blow that back up. You can't go directly to Twitter because it's gone. Yeah. So so that argument just fell so flat for me. Wait, so I want to back you up, though, because I think you kind of, I don't think you purposely did, but I think you dodged that. Well, hold on. Okay. With that in particular, the defense actually conceded that th- that those, um, those pieces of evidence mm-hmm. were, in fact, correct. But then in the defense... He just started spitting shit and hoping it stuck. So the defense actually acknowledged that those weren't. I think your point there makes no sense because you can't spit shit. And so I think that you really need to be clear here. Okay, they they were they were they were pooping shit. They were they were (laughs) they were basically trying to do what Donald Trump does. Okay, which is say anything, Mm -hmm. and you don't you don't have to be responsible for it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's, it's, you know, election fraud. Oh, this, you know, uh, scientists don't know about climate change. Yes, they do. Okay. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, so I didn't like that. And they, they kind of went, he even went so far as to call this a phony trial. Yeah. And it was like, oh, he was so close to hitting that hoax word that Donald Trump used to love. Yeah. And it was like everything he was doing was parroting mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the, speech patterns of mm-hmm. Donald Trump and like what were his mm-hmm. points you know during the the election cycle after the election cycle and even since yeah so the the last point about the defense and I I was really excited about the Raskin rebuttal to the Raskin doctrine statement um the Are you defen- talking about the tweet thing that I want to bring up no oh go ahead and bring that up yeah, I just want to, I, I, and I literally just want to get your thoughts on it. That's all. Well, the tweet thing, what do you, what about it? Where they, uh, yeah, so caught that, him fabricating the tweet. No, it wasn't fabricated. It was an actual tweet. The mm-hmm. defense conceded it was an actual tweet. They had to pull it 
from the NY Times article. They had to pull it from other sources. They didn't. And then what had happened was the uh, timestamp was incorrect. And they went back and fixed it. That's what the defense said. Oh, they actually did go back and fix it. So that's a really important part. But wasn't there a timestamp on the bottom of the tweet? Yeah, yeah, it was incorrect. They went back and fixed it. Because, How could that be wrong? What do you mean? I'm asking you. Like, I don't know. I, so, so it was saying because they the timestamp was from like 2020. No, no, no. So they couldn't pull it. Okay. They couldn't pull it from Twitter directly. Right. They got, it can't, I, I get you. So they were, able, times. Yeah. Yeah, so they yeah, were yeah. able to fix it because it was, it was pulled incorrectly. Okay. The image was incorrect. So they went back and fixed that before it was presented in the trial. I'm just going to be real with you. That makes no sense to me. Okay. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I totally understand that. But how could... Because it, it was from a full year earlier, so it was the timestamp on the photograph. Or yeah. Was it? Okay, it was, okay. Okay. So they they that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. So the that's all you had to say, Brian. Yeah. So then Vanderveen comes up with this term, the Raskin Doctrine, where only one political party is held responsible for their mm-hmm. words. Going back to the fight like hell thing, which Raskin does an incredible job of rebutting that, um, and he brings up Julian Bond which mm-hmm. was he was a um, uh, civil rights activist that Vanderveen had brought up. Mm-hmm. And basically, Julian Bond was a member of SNCC, okay, SNCC, which was a civil rights activity, uh, a civil rights group, you know, that operated under Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and was fighting, you know, the yeah. sit-ins and all that, the students. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, Julian Bond was almost not allowed into Congress because of what had happened during that time period. Mm -hmm. And they found that uh, essentially it doesn't matter what you did before you take the oath of office. It matters what you do after. And the the defense was saying, well, Donald Trump is no longer in office, so he shouldn't be held responsible. Right. And Raskin came out and said, no, he took an oath, and he was derelict of his duties, mm-hmm. and therefore he broke that oath. It wasn't what happened before. He was elected yeah. and then said these things that they've mm-hmm. been using. So that was a really good point. Um, so bringing out the idea that comparing Julian Bond and Donald Trump are yeah. two polar opposites yeah. in that sense. Um, and he said that the first amendment is on their side. They're trying to protect what the first amendment really stands for. So it doesn't protect inciting violence. And then finally he said, um, that this, this trial was not just a trial of Trump. It was a trial of does the Senate do the right thing or do they do the partisan thing? I thought that was a really good point, which brings us to the end. Did you have anything else to say before we talk about the vote? Um, no. Okay. I suppose not. I, I, I will say I, and again, this is where we disagree. Sure. I think the defense did a great job. Not a great job. They did a good job. They did a good enough job to get their client acquitted. Yeah. Yeah. So that's got to be acknowledged. I do. I, yeah, thank you. That's really all I wanted. That's really all, mm-hmm. all I wanted. I think they did a great job. Uh, Sorry. A good job of um, they were serviceable. Yeah, yeah, they should get their their check for sure. They won't probably like Rudy Giuliani though. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't feel great or about most it. Of, or most of other Trump employees. Yeah. Or subcontractors. Yeah, I don't know much about that, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've got, I've got nothing else to add to it. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I will say this. I think that in my own opinion, I think that, um, if this were tried by a real unbiased, um, non-political party, I still think the defense would have won. Interesting. I do. I don't think that there was enough. Cause I, and I, I actually want to say this because I didn't get a chance to say this earlier in the podcast, and I'm sorry to drag this on even longer. Um, but I will say this. I think the prosecution did a very, very good job of making a timeline. Yes. Outstanding job. Um, I just think that the defense did enough to put a question in the mind of the jury mm-hmm. on whether or not, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. the prosecution was right. And that little bit of reasonable doubt can go so far in a trial. Yeah. So I will say that. So um, then we get to the vote. The vote. <clears throat> the yeah, vote. he was acquitted. Yeah. So. Boom. Vote over. When you, <laughs> when you said the prosecution um, wasn't doing it, I text you. I was like, if they can get one Republican to go against this and say he was guilty, to me it shows this is no longer a partisan issue. This was a real issue. And the prosecution got seven. I said mm-hmm. 56. I thought I thought for sure. I said 58. Yeah. Um, I knew to me. So wait, so I win? No. I said 56. Price is right rules. Um, you, you son of a bitch. So Toomey, Romney, Markowski, Sass, Burr, Collins, and Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassidy and Burr were the ones that actually surprised me. Burr did not surprise me. Cassidy did. See, when Burr, because Burr literally voted that this was an unconstitutional mm-hmm. trial, so I'm like, oh, his mind yeah. is made up. And he said, listen. It was a last name thing for me. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was Burr, sir. Yeah. And uh, essentially, uh, when we look at it, mm-hmm. he said, this is unconstitutional. But we voted that it is, so I have to rule accordingly. And for him, the prosecution was enough and Mm -hmm. what what was kind of daunting to me is that he could separate himself from the whole constitutional argument which mcconnell was not which is awesome i wish everyone could do that yeah truly with that in mind gosh we did a lot we went through a lot Um, we did our best for you guys i know this was uh upsetting to some this was exciting for others um, interesting for most. Interesting for most, and yeah. also so fucking dry that you couldn't even make it through one hearing. Yeah. We're here for you. Hopefully, if you listen to uh, this week's episode or this day's episode and the last episode, you get the whole impeachment rundown. Yeah. And I'm dragging this on. I'm sorry, Kevin. You don't have to signal me. I'm done. I'm done. No, I'm so sorry. Please, <laughs> please like and subscribe and, and re- review <laughs> and spread the word about the community. I love you all. <laughs> He's speeding up. I just put Brian on fast forward. (laughs) (laughs) Figured it out. Um, And once again, too, we will be posting our impeachment cocktail. Yeah. On Instagram tomorrow. My My mom, my mom called that out. She's like, are you guys, are you guys trying to get AOC to actually interact with you? And I was like, yeah, mom. And she's like, we want to get really good. We want to get AOC famous right now. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Twitch stream. I'm the next AOC. Tell you right now. I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy. No, you're not going to be happy because I'm independent. Oh. I'm not a Democrat. Okay. That's why. Boom. And I'm a better bartender. Oh you hear God. that, AOC? All right. So mic with drop, that, except with that, my mic is connected to this really <laughs> dope-ass mic stand. We love you so much. Thank love you, you for getting this far in the, in, yeah. into the episode. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Well, guys, we're here. We've made it to the end. Wait, 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 wait. Kevin, Kevin, we got to thank our sponsors. What sponsors? Well, we, we haven't gotten any official sponsors yet, but we do have Patreons. Oh, and we should let people know that they can join our Patreon for subscribing from 5 to 10 to $20. Any amount helps. Yeah, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you guys don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can also support us by buying some of our awesome clothing at madlibspodcast.threadless.com. And that's a win, win, win. win. <laughs> also, if you guys uh, wouldn't mind, we would love for you to follow us on our Facebook page and our Instagram Thank you. Thank you.